Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mr. Pronoia podcast. On this episode, we have our first guest, our good friend Nick Taliaferro, who brings words of elegant wisdom in his wig. Among many others, a few things we hit on this episode is the beauty of being in service, the joy of placing love over fear, how to handle resistance, speaking your truth, and the power of inspiring those around you. So, let's dive in. What's going on, guys? Yo, we're here back for another one with our boy Nick. Sup, gentlemen? Thanks hey. for having me on. Thanks so much for joining us, dude. This is exciting. Where the podcast is growing. And how do you pronounce the word again? Pronoia. Pronoia. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Why don't you re- refresh? Because I'm sure there there might be people that haven't heard what that means, Rex. Yeah, so paranoia is the opposite of paranoia. It's the uh-huh. belief that the universe is conspiring in your best interest. Good. And with Mr. Paranoia, we've taken an attempt at embodying the archetype of Mr. Paranoia, which has a very optimistic look on life. And we've invited ourselves and also the audience to sit in that seat for a minute and see what a perspective change would look like to have that optimistic how the universe yeah. is working in your interest. It's that saying life isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. You know what I'm saying? And that these experiences that come, they're allowed entry into your life. Like they serve purposes in viewing every negative thing. Matt and I have been talking about this kind of Napoleon Hill, right? Within every adversity is a seed, a hidden seed of equivalent benefit to it. So finding that and learning to dance with the negative experiences that happen in your life. And it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. So I think that's cool. So thanks for explaining that, man. Yeah, for sure, man. It's a newer word that I was introduced to. It's probably been about two years now, but it's something that keeps coming back to me. And I really enjoy going and I said that optimism, but also visualization and going to visualizing what would that more beautiful world look like. And like you said, it is all about taking the scenarios that come to you. And, you know, that's where our alchemy is. That's where our power is to look at the situation and try to find the positives in it. Yeah, because how you view your perspective matters so much when you think about it. And so embodying words, meditating on words like that. And Mm -hmm. like you were saying, Rex, like what would that look like? Changes your whole reality shifts with your perspective. So if you compare someone who's operating throughout life, thinking that the opposite, which is that everything is against me. Mm-hmm. I just have bad luck all the time. It's just those negative vibe. You're going to have a negative experience. Yeah. But if you're operating under the assumption that everything is flowing for you, then you're going to see those seeds of benefit that you're talking about in every ad- adversity and that over the course of a life it's a beautiful thing those add up they do no i like when james allen in the book as a man thinketh he wrote people who get disease are those who live in fear of it so what you're you hold in your mind i've heard it's like our thoughts are like signaling beacons for what we want to receive and so if we're thinking fear doubt shame insecurity worry then those things, what we focus on inflates, right? And it, our thoughts are things and they become, those things come to us. You're going you're gonna to find what you're looking for. And it takes discipline because we all, no positive person started out positive. 
You know what I mean? It's not like a natural thing that you have to do. It takes discipline of your mind. In the word, it talks about like the word I refer to the Bible. It talks about taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, right? Like Christ being love and taking every thought obedient to love. And that really helps. You're going to feel better throughout your day. Like things are just going to, it's going to be a lot better. It's going to be a lot better. I like that. Every thought matters. It does. Um, I think you talked about it a couple weeks there, a couple podcasts ago, Rex, just like noticing your thoughts and noticing where they're going. And yeah, I don't think it's easy to not realize we're having hundreds of thousands of thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so to be on guard with every single one and not be asleep, not have that watch guard be asleep. Cause I feel like when that happens, that's when you, it's when you're sowing weeds. Yeah, bro. It's interesting how that's almost our, how we're born. It is an uphill battle to be positive, to keep those positive thoughts. It's almost like you said, we have to constantly be on guard. Mm -hmm. It makes me wonder as consciousness evolves years down the line, if that will become easier and easier as like our bloodlines have worked on disciplined thoughts being mm-hmm. that, that watch guard of our thoughts. You know, I wonder here in a hundred, couple hundred years, a thousand years, if that's just going to get easier to, to mm-hmm. be on top of it and stay positive. Sure. And that's maybe the play of consciousness. That's maybe part of the divine play, which would make sense. Cause if you think of like the evolution of consciousness or a species, it seems to start out as much more brute and primitive Mm -hmm. and physical Mm. and it seems like we evolve to recognition of the unseen and so that recognition of the unseen is what gives us the insight into thoughts and the power that they have versus when you're lost in the physical you're very disillusioned by what's in front of that Mm. moment there's no you can't see something like thoughts that are invisible and so they're not real to you that's a good point and we are in the science age right now if it's not quantifiable if it's not tangible then a lot of times it's just dismissed Mm -hmm. so i would like to think as we evolve a little bit more and it's widely accepted that there is the whole other side of this realm that we're experiencing that is the metaphysical it's going to be interesting as that's more widely accepted and i think people are hungry i think there's definitely, and you can see people are hungering for it. And a lot of just looking out, turn on the news channel, what do you see? And this isn't, it's been like this for a long time, but I think there's definitely a need and a hunger and a desire within everybody. I think within every person's heart, that yearning for the divine, that yearning for the eternal is planted inside them, that they are, there's a God-sized hole in every human heart. And I like what you were talking about. The unseen is actually eternal. The scene is temporary. So everything I see with my eyes, it's passing away, it's fading, it's decaying. It won't be here. Like they said, if you let just a city grow and you don't maintain its infrastructure for 10 years, it just gets grown up. Like it's amazing how much can happen. And so that's reflecting that back inwardly, dude, just being that intelligent cultivator of our minds, our spirits and our lives and learning to just be in harmony with it. So it is gonna be cool to see as things move forward typically as dark darkness right which is anger and rage and just fighting and unrest and injustice as darkness gets darker light is going to get lighter and uh, so i'm a believer in that man and i believe that 
takes individuals, just one person waking up at a time and then staying true to it. You know what I mean? And we all kind of dance with that duality of light and darkness within inside ourselves and the flesh and spirit and East and yin and yang. And so it's definitely interesting. I try to be just an encourager to the world around me. That's one of my life, a mission of mine, right? Is to inspire the world around me and to connect others to Christ. And you do that by encouraging. There's so much information in the world, guys. There's just so much knowledge readily accessible at our fingertips. But what's lacking is the encouragement and authentic encouragement, not the people please or any of that, but just like simple things that open up conversation and bring lightness. Because you, you walk around the store, man, you just see the heaviness on people's faces and it's not hard to recognize. And so that's, that's cool, man, I'm going off a little bit, but. <laughs> that's what we brought you here for. <laughs> that's beautiful, no, you're right. And the, you send ripples out. You do. With every, inter every time you pass someone in the store and you see that heaviness, if you're able to make eye contact, even it's crazy, even just a slight smile mm. could go way further than you might realize. Yeah, dude. And cause I've felt it just passing someone. It's yeah. uplifted me just to sure. smile. And so I know. And so it's like the little things that we can do throughout our day that unless we're aware and present in that moment, it's those opportunities. Absolutely. I mean, if you're walking in the store and you're yourself thinking about a bill you have to pay that's due or something that happened yesterday or something else you're worrying about, you're not even gonna see that other person walking by you and you're gonna miss that opportunity to connect. But if you're aware and present, well, you're gonna, you're gonna, be able to make the best move in that moment. And mm -hmm. that's gonna be recognizing, okay, this person's a little somber. Maybe they'll look up, oh, they looked up, smile. Oh man, I got a little smile back. Who knows what sure. that does? And imagine a whole life of that. Cause we're here, we're here to, to water others. We're here to make, for me, I have found that when I'm focused on myself and what can I get, what can I attain, what can I consume, then typically Dude, there's sadness. You know what I mean? The self is a very sad, limited world to live in. And I don't have all the verbiage or the words for it, but when I am others focused and I'm focused on what can I give, how can I uplift somebody else? How can I make their day better and brighter? Then it fills my love tank. I actually receive more just by giving. That's why the Lord said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And our favorite author, if you want to enrich yourself, enrich others. Walter Russell, him and his wife quoted that. And so it's just so beautiful, man, because I think that what that does is it puts a big, it's called fulfillment. And a lot of times people lack fulfillment and they seek negative vices to fill that void. And so when we're talking about the little smiles at the grocery store, the little kindness or the little compliments, that's filling your love tank right and you feel fulfillment from that and it helps bless the world around you and so i think that's the deeper part of doing those little daily actions to bring light to somebody else and hope to a hurting world be mending hands right i want to be mending hands in god's hands because god's spirit right so he, he's intangible but he made me in this body and i have a spirit and i am a spirit that has a mind that lives in a body and so to be mending hands to the world around me. I think that's a beautiful thing to be. It was like, how can I serve the world? 
<laughs> I love that. How can I serve the world? How can I love the world? How can I be more selfless? How can I give more of myself? And dude, it just unlocks energy. It really does. It You feel fueled throughout the end of your day and you sleep so good. And it's not to like, look at me. It's that I was talking about with Rex, that book, The Greatest Thing in the World, right? He says this quote, it's wrote in 1876, I believe, by Henry Drummond. And he said, after love and after kindness has stolen forth and done its beautiful work, it returns back to the shadow because love hides even from itself. It's not doing those kind works with a trumpet or a whistle or you can film if you want to do that, but do the secret things like the seeds of love and gratitude. It's just, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful to be like a hidden light warrior that you are building a history with you and God when you're doing things like that. Because in Matthew 6, it talks about four different times, God who sees in secret. It's like when you go pray, go pray in your room. When you give, don't give loudly. And I think you start building up this private history with you and God and you start trusting yourself. You start trusting him. And I don't know, dude, it's I have definitely found fruit benefit from getting out of myself and blessing others with what I have, with anything, everybody, we all have something. I love how you use that word serve. One of my, I touched on a previous podcast, but one of my favorite mantras to use, part of it is I know how I serve in truth. Part of that is, is by reclaiming the divinity and the divinity is already there. We're just claiming it for what it is. We're recognizing, we're reclaiming it. And how you said there's a lightness in that. I have, I've felt, a palatable difference in using that mantra. And especially they say to say it in your head when you're addressing other people, recognizing you or Matt as divinity. And mm. I, like I said, it's palatable. You can feel it in the room when you start recognizing people as divinity or situations wow. or just anything because it, it reverberates back to, you know, it causes a resonance that you can feel. It does. That's good. Interesting. It changes your perspective in that moment too. It's like if all of a sudden you're recognizing, you're seeing divinity everywhere, then think about how that's going to affect how you're acting and mm -hmm. how you're, it's going to affect, affect really the reality you're in. And it makes me think, I wonder if that is how you have this idea of, I don't know, in, in quantum physics, you're like, like jump into different timelines and whatnot. I wonder if it's something as simple as, like when you, as soon as your perspective shifts, you are jumping a timeline because you're in a whole new reality instantly. Mm. And so I've been thinking a lot about perspective and an example that puts it into perspective is the rope and the snake. Mm -hmm. So there's this, it's a simple analogy, but so say you're walking in your yard and you see a rope. No, say you see a snake. And in that moment, you're just, you know, it's a snake and that's your reality. Mm -hmm. But then a couple seconds later, you look and it's actually a rope. Yeah. And so just in that split second, you're, you have two completely different realities, but the realities were based on your perspective. The mm -hmm. outside world didn't change at all. The outside wow. world was the rope the whole time. Mm -hmm. But in that five second span, when you thought it was a snake, that was your world, that was your reality. And so it makes us think all throughout our days, how often are we doing that? How often are we misreading a situation mm -hmm. and or operating under a different framework to mm. where we're seeing a snake instead of a rope? 
I think that you can apply that to what you're talking about when you're seeing divinity in everyone. Yeah. You're seeing what's at, you're seeing the rope, you're seeing what's there instead of the snake, which is an illusion. And so in doing that, how much different are you going to act? Mm. It is, it's a sermon on the Mount, right? If your eye is good, if what is good, your whole body will be full of light, right? And he says, your eye is the lamp of the body, right? So what is lighting your perspective, lighting your lamp, or it's flame and it can be, it can burn you or it can comfort you. And so if your eye is good, then your body's full of light. He said that. So what if what is good, then you're going to feel good. Your body's going to be good. You're going to, you're going to, it, it's crazy how what we see and our perspectives and our thoughts have physiological effects on us. Because if you saw that snake, dude, if you've, we've all felt fear. We've all had bodily responses to fear, releasing of the adrenal chemicals in the body, the fast heart rate, sweaty hands, all that. But then it's a road. But if you, like Matt was saying, if you live just constantly thinking that some people, you could say it's a rope and they're still going to freak out, piggybacking off that. They brought this like kid, it's like a, a reel or something when they brought him to the deep end and he could, he could stand up. But just because someone sat him in the water, freaking out, going crazy. All he had to do was just stand up when he was good. It's interesting, man. It's a wild the human experience. It's interesting too, because I feel like a lot of people, you could pick up that rope and say, look, it's just a rope. And they right. would get mad at you yeah. and say, quit trying to fool me. Or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy true. Yeah. It's, cra it's just like that. And then it comes into that. Then you have cognitive dissonance mm. or it's he's on, or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah trying, trying to fool me. me. It's like, a, you don't want to believe that it's a rope yeah. because you're so set on it being a snake. And yeah who knows how many things and i feel like that fear-based that fear-based model of viewing the, seeing the snake right is it's from a lack of love because if a person was adequately loved it says that love drives out fear love cast out fear so if a person was loved well within themselves felt loved by god felt loved by then they're gonna that fear isn't gonna be as readily in them but that people who view that just see that that dark lens and that the world's out to get me and it's life's just happening to me, man, and all this stuff. I think a big source comes back to to unforgiveness, which is a big one. We can hit on that. And I think it comes from lack of adequately being loved. Because people who are loved, man, dude, it's they're strong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like like they're strong. Love accesses strength. I heard this story of these two old ladies, like the fire in their building, there was a fire in the building, bro. And they have a hundred year old heirloom piano, right? Thousand something pounds, dude. And they love this. This was their cherished prize. Those two old ladies in their seventies were able to carry that thousand pound plus piano down the stairs. <laughs> and that's just love. There's a bunch of different responses there. Yeah. I've heard that story, man. And so it's love is, it's powerful. It, it holds the stars in place. That's how I like to view it. It holds me together. It holds you together. Yeah. So I would like to think that love and fear are on the polar opposites. They and they say that making choices and fear calls in more fear. So you would have to think that the opposite is true. Making choices and love calls in more love. Yeah. It's like the basics of the alchemy too, of how you change something is by focusing. So it's like there's something in your life that maybe you're not 
you don't want if you're feeling if you're feeling scared you focus on courage you focus mm. you focus on the opposite mm. to repolarize to that other end and so mm. in that example if you're like yeah if you're in that fear state if you focus on love well, you're going to you're going to counteract yeah and you're going to positive you're going to polarize to the positive end of that spectrum mm. instead of hugging around the negative yeah i would like to take it back to i'd like earlier how you said the I mean, correct me if I took it wrong, but like you were saying that one of your prayers is to inspire. And I've actually used that prayer for a long time. And I like the way you described it because it's not from an ego spot. Let them just see me and be impressed, but mm -hmm. more of a let divinity work through me. Let me be a conduit. Let my light be so bright that people see that something is different, you yes. know, and wonder what it is, or maybe see just the way you carry yourself or mm -hmm. the faith that you have to keep taking swings and trying to make things happen for yourself or whatever it is. That, I feel like that's a very noble prayer. And it also leaves the door open for divinity to work through you in multiple different ways. Mm. Another one that I've heard, Charles Eisenstein, his prayer is, let me be put to good use. Mm. And that's another one that I've started implementing in my prayers because I feel like adding that in is, an, again, another, there's not many boundaries on that. I don't know yeah. what that is, but I'm here for it. And I feel like those are two really noble prayers. And I'm always looking for stuff like this, just like open-ended, but I'm here for it, you sure. know? Because you could be that spark that lights up that other person to fulfill who they're meant to be and maximize their potential. One of the human experience, unrealized potential, knowing that you're capable of more. And so if you can inspire that other person to dig deeper, something waken, wakens up in them and then the rippling of their life and who they touch, you know what I mean? So it's like this compounding effect that goes outward and you never know until it may leave this body and then you'll see, hey, look at all the lives that that you're able to touch. So I'm gonna have to start praying that too. Put me to good use, <laughs> put me to good use. That's so good, Rex, so good, bro. And it's really all we, it's the easiest way to, to help another because when you think about it, you can't, lots of times you can't just preach at people. Mm -mm. You can't just try to, you have to live it and you have to embody yeah. it. So if you can have a deep truth within yourself, mm -hmm. yeah, if you try to, just cram it down someone's throat yeah. it's not going to do anything but if you're living it and, and you're producing great things and whatever you're doing even if it's how you sweep the floor people notice it yeah. and they want to know what's he got what's what why is he how does he have so much energy or what's mm. that what's that feeling i get when i look into his eyes or i talk to him or what's he have whatever he has i i want it i don't know what it is but mm. i just i want it and so that is how you you help someone yeah and, and that is and it also puts the ball in your court it's like just by doing stuff greatly do whatever you do just doing it greatly and masterfully mm. and yeah it's inspiring it's a powerful thing the world can never do with too much inspiration yeah yeah and it's like dr mlk said here lies it makes all of heaven and earth stop to say that here lies a great street sweeper even if you're called to sweep streets like mike and michelangelo painted paintings or like beethoven wrote music sweep streets so well that all of heaven and earth stops to say here lies a great street sweeper. <laughs> and so I, that one's i've locked away and dude it's just 
we can all do something. You know what I'm saying? We could, we all have gifts inside of us. And a lot of times, man, it's people, there's so much information in the world. So our words really do fall short unless they're backed by the wisdom of experience and action. And so a lot of times there's this quote, St. Francis, right? He said that preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. So it's our <laughs> actions, right? It's our actions that speak and it's everything we do pours forth language about who we are and the thoughts we think. Every little thing is constantly windows to the soul in a sense. And so in this noble pursuit of climbing up our mountain, because we all have mountains that we're climbing, it's like we're climbing this to go Sherpa others up their mountain and then help and do that. And then, dude, it's I feel like that will help lift humanity up and out of just pain and all these things that people struggle with, which we've all had to an extent. We've all had to struggle, walk through that. No person was born a saint. You feel me? Do they you struggle through that and then you that process worked through you and you were able to turn the negative experiences into a good one. It's the alchemy, man. Mm and dude it's cool and it's good to be on per have a be moving with the rhythm of a purpose like that man because the money will you can build you can we as men we want to build it's what we want to do it's just something innate in us but the money is just so short compared to the lives the impacting of lives and so i really like that that when you focus serving others dude there's so much power it really unlocks things. I'm kind of bouncing around, but I live my life by a quote. I want to hear what you think. Greatness is service to many. I really like that. But a kind of a life verse for me would be that he who is greatest among you is a servant. And I really have been enjoying humility, right? Which is a character attribute that we have in our heart of understanding that it's source flowing. It's the Holy Spirit in me that's helping empower all these good fruits and qualities. And not, it's like everything I own, everything I have, this breath, it's all borrowed. It's not mine. I'm just stewarding it. I'm stewarding what I have in my life. I, the way I look, I wasn't, I didn't make me. I was, this was built, this dude, this wasn't me. And I don't know, just hear some thoughts on that. That's beautiful service. It reminds me of, you, you hear it so much in Christianity, but it's also, you hear it in the East, the path of karma yoga, which is, it's, that's a path towards personal growth or enlightenment is karma yoga is losing yourself in service. Mm. And it's one of the three big paths. They have karma yoga, jhana yoga, and bhakti yoga. Jhana yoga is more the intellect, Mm -hmm. more just like focusing on thinking about truth and thinking about it. And then bhakti is love, Mm. focusing on love and devotion. And then karma is service. Mm. Each one of those paths can take you there, take you to that place. So good. And it's beautiful to see it repeated in other religions and completely other side of the world. They're coming up with similar ways. Oh yeah. And that's beautiful. I feel like there's so many different ways to serve too. Mm. You could go work in the soup kitchen. You could, I, I think that one of the most valuable ways is just being present with someone and lending an ear. And yeah. if anything comes to you, hopefully letting divinity speak through you, if that's yes. the case. And it also, it goes, even to spending time with your niece and nephew and teaching them how to tie their shoes. You know, there's so many different ways to serve, but 
it seems seems like being present and coming forth with love to mm. be a prerequisite for it. Yeah, absolutely. So you miss those moments if you don't. Be unconscious when you should have been teaching your knees how to tie a shoe mm-hmm. or tie your shoe. And you miss those moments. And they're seems like they're everywhere, just like the signs yeah. that are directing us along. They're everywhere. But if we're not if we're not quiet enough to hear or still enough to see within Mm. then we just pass it on by yep rex how was you went to a festival this past weekend i want to hear and i also want to ask you nick this question because this Mm. is i like it's one of my favorite questions just to ask people in general is just what's on your heart right now after that experience maybe it might have been just a realization you might have had while being out there camping or what but it, i know that for myself there's always like a kind of a common theme to the day or the week or the mm-hmm. month and the changes i think the last time i asked you this question was last week yeah so i'm in, intrigued to hear yeah what what's on your mind lately what's on your heart first off i went to a festival in oklahoma it's in tahlequah it's called turp float mm. it was incredible it was, it's legal in Oklahoma. So it was turp float. It's kind of like a weed yeah. festival and you're able to float on the river. And then they had a bunch of really good music out there. Mm-hmm. They had probably like 30 or 40 weed vendors out there and they were just giving away weed. They were, there was concentrates they'd give you, tons of pre-rolls. They're literally throwing pre-rolled joints from the main stage out to the crowd. As a kid in my teenage years growing up, that was a pipe dream to even think there'd be <laughs> yeah. something like that. You, know, yeah, you, yeah. Had to, you had to stash everything, hide it. It's a different time now. And sure. That was really cool to see that come to fruition. But I would say what's been on my mind was I went out to that property and I was in kind of a little low period that day. And I was debating on even going or not, but I knew my friends would be there. And it's weird because when you are feeling down, that's the last thing you want to do sometimes is go be social. You'd rather just quarantine yourself off or be a hermit, if you will. And I went out there and I, as I expected, my my spirit was lifted almost immediately, getting the hugs and the smiles and seeing the beautiful faces of my friends and getting to meet some random people. And right now, I, I would say I'm in a really good spot and I just got so much gratitude for the community and the friends that I have and the light that we share with each other. We have a vulnerability and openness I haven't experienced before with a large group of people. and. We got, we got big plans and a lot of love we're sharing. I'm just in a really good spot and feeling grateful for the people I got around me at the moment. That's beautiful. Great. Gratitude such a powerful emotion to rest in and goes hand in hand with commitment or con- contentment in a lot of way, ways. Not to be confused with contemptment, which <laughs> is a completely opposite emotion. Yeah, they say gratitude is one of the more important or most one of the more powerful emotions that you can rest in. And I know that when they talk about visualization a lot, that's the emotion they talk about bringing up and basking in that gratitude as if you already had it. And Mm. that's usually whenever I hear people referring to gratitude as being so powerful as a tool to use. Have you ever at festivals set or try to create like a visual display soaked in gratitude in some way? I don't know if you can, I don't even know if that's a possibility, but as you're, cause you're creating visuals and I think that's such a beautiful digital art, dude, huge, just fantastic. What a great skill. And I say skill because it's learned. 
a lot of people, dude, you're so talented. I wish I was born with it. Now it's a skill that I built. But anyways, yeah. Have you ever created something with just I want these people to feel grateful? That'd be a really cool thing because you have a platform to where your art can be seen to hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people. And so I think that's a. I'd like to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, I think that not particularly gratitude, uh, but before I create my art, I like to go into a, a grounded state, and I usually take my lessons that I'm reading, and usually that's like through some like metaphysical or spiritual book or something, but something that resonates with me through a lesson that I've been reading. I usually take that and do a little meditation on that and see what kind of comes up for me. And as I've explained before in previous podcasts, it's usually a very rudimentary concept that I'll go into and just start building on that. But more so than gratitude, I would say the goal is to bring about a state of awe. And I feel like inherently when you feel awe, Mm. you are recognizing something greater than yourself. Yeah. I feel like that's powerful. And that's one of the reasons I really love what I do is VJing is when you're performing festivals at these concerts or festivals, I feel like a lot of times people are in very open states. Mm -hmm. They are susceptible, I guess is a good word. They're, um, but yeah, they're usually in open and there's a lot of entheogens going on and stuff like that. People are in these open states and that's the reason I started doing it. I was on some entheogens and saw a set and was awed to the max where I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And it, it made me want to recreate that for to be able to, to give you that sense of almost how you, if you've ever watched a magician live and they pull a trick and you're just like, how in the world did you just do that? Yeah. And that's what I felt. And that's what inspired me to start. So if I can ever bring about that emotion to someone to, to make them mind boggled and in awe, then that, that's a win for me. Yeah. Dude, powerful emotion. Awe. Awe is just something I want to live in the day to day. So dude, what a beautiful response to that. Thank you, dude. Yeah. yeah that's inspiring sure. too. That, that is. awe is that inspired you, like you said. And so that's your, that's one of your outlets of inspiring others, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful. And I think though also the vibrations that you're resting in while you're creating, mm. like for instance, right now you're feeling grateful, you're mm-hmm. feeling you're in that, that you're resting in that state. So if you were to go create something tonight, for instance, even without trying, your vibration is going to be injected into your creation. Absolutely. It's going to be mirrored back to that person. If someone is, if their mind's super racing and they're, they're really anxious, their handwriting might be like really scribbly and mm-hmm. it's, it's getting injected into what they're creating. And so I think every second, we are sending out everything that we are. And so everything that we're creating is also doing that as well and is reflecting, you know, back to us. And I think you could, you can get really deep with this by, I was like pulling it back one more layer and think that that's what's happening. Like we are God's art piece. Mm -hmm. So imagine Mm -hmm. that. So we're a reflection of that vibration that God's holding as he's manifesting, as that energy is manifesting. Everything we see is that's a reflection, (laughs) just like your art piece is a reflection of you. Mm. We are a reflection of him. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's so like we're good. a live art piece. Yeah. I've always said we are art made to create art. Yes. Yes, bro. Which would follow that as above, so below principle. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It would work on every level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another interesting thing that when, when you were asking me that question came is that you were talking about being a skill or a talent. And I totally agree. Mm-hmm. It is a skill that's learned. And mm-hmm. I feel like people probably have inherent talents sure. too more than others, sure, but absolutely. referring to myself, it's definitely a skill thing. And in fact, I have never had a creative bone in my body, or at least I haven't <laughs> tapped into it until I was 29. Was never good at drawing, never painted, made music, never played an instrument, anything wow. like that. And I've always told myself that I was just not creative, yeah. you know, and I always admired people who were creative. And it just took that little inspiration of seeing someone put me in that awe space. And that's really all it took. After experiencing both sides of the spectrum, I would say that everyone has that creative talent. It's just about tapping into it. Dude, I love that a thousand percent. Just that you get to see both sides of it. And a lot of times that self-talk is limiting because when people see your art, bro, it's like, it is awe-inspiring. It's, whoa, how did someone come up with this? And then to watch that transformation, to walk with yourself through that transformation is a very beautiful process of becoming. And so, dude, unlocking that, if another person could unlock that, oh, I want to do this, something you've never done before. It's amazing that the brain just automatically goes to the first 10 reasons on why you can't do that instead of the first 10, oh, yeah, I can do that the skill, the discipline of the overwhelming I can do attitude help just unlock doors, unlock potential. And like it, you'll do that to the level of your desire. So I'm so glad you had that experience that woke something up inside you. I was like, dude, I wanna do this. And then the persistence and tenacity and all the things that come with rewiring the brain because that's what happens when we learn it's like it's new neural connections so it's the plasticity it's neurons that wire when you're learning you're wiring neurons together and then they fire through repetition and so that's where that saying neurons that wire together fire together where Mm -hmm. it's like the learning process of doing that so a lot of people will give up three months into it with the i can't get this can't get that pushing past that barricade and then you get to see the fruit of what it is it's all oh, did you get to beautiful visuals for hundreds of people to see dude to have an epic night and so that's really cool right so i love that dude thank I you so much it's cool it's beautiful you talked about it like everyone has that creative spark within them and yeah i mean the, that that comes back to the inspiring others a lot of times that people just need that catalyst that unlock for you, it was, you said you saw that you saw a visual that blew your mind. Mm-hmm. That was the catalyst. So that person was, in, was doing their service of inspiring mm-hmm. and how many people out there on this world, in this world have something that they want to do. That's just in the back of their mind. It's like, they're always thinking about it, but they just haven't done it. They haven't mm-hmm. took that first step. They haven't they whether they don't think it's possible or they don't think that they have time or i mean there could be a million different reasons mm-hmm. but they get that catalyst and then that that awakens something with, within them that then makes them want to lean into it and actually take that first little baby step and yeah. when we take that first baby step god and the universal energy it meets us halfway in a lot it of does. things and then we get some momentum off that first step because you, you take a little step and then you get a little step back to you 
and then you take another <laughs> little step and then you get another little step back to you. And so it's like pushing over a domino. And when you do that first action, then you get the energy to do the second action. Yeah. And then you get the energy to do the third. And so, yeah, it's always Im- implore people to, to lean in, to follow your bliss. What's that thing that's catching? What's mm. that thing that's catching your interest? What's, what is your thing? And Emerson, Ralph Emerson, he has something, he has a quote, and I think it, it's his essay on self-reliance. He says, mm. do the thing and have the power. And so we all have like our thing. Like what, whatever your thing is, do it. And when you do it, I think you, you can change your whole world. Cause I mean, there's a lot of people that are just resting. They're just resting in that place of not doing their thing. Mm. And if you're not doing your thing, you're not gonna have that power per se. You're not gonna have that energy that comes with doing the thing. Yeah. And when you do it, oh, or just get a taste of it, <laughs> then, then you're off to the races. Yes. So if you're listening to this, take this as your sign, learn how to play guitar, paint that <laughs> picture, create that podcast, make that YouTube video, bro. Just anything that gets you creating is going to put you in flow and it's going to, you're going to reap rewards from doing so, dude. So that's heat, man. So good. Yeah. I love that. I think that yeah, I'm curious what you guys thoughts are, but I guess I would suspect that the number one thing that's keeping from people from taking that leap of faith and that dive is just afraid to fail. They're afraid to fail publicly or Mm -hmm. they're afraid that they're going to make bad art. Maybe their friends will make fun of them or something Mm -hmm. like that. That's really what I've tried to tap into the past couple of years. And I can tell with age it's coming too. just not being afraid to fail, Mm -hmm. taking the swings and especially here in the US, if you're talking about making a business or whatever, like you can take them as many swings as you want. They're not gonna strike you out, just keep swinging. And I know for me, when I see people around me swinging and taking shots and trying to punch up, Mm. I have so much respect for that. Even if you fail three, four businesses, I'll have so much more respect from you. And it doesn't have to be businesses, but people just taking shots at stuff. I got so much respect for that. Doesn't matter if you're landing the shots or not. If I see you swinging, man, I'm there with you. I'll back you up all the day. That's it. And then you learn too, like even if you take your shot, then it's like either this is what I thought it was and Mm -hmm. I'm home and I could just, this is my life now. Or it's not that 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 wasn't what I thought, but I learned something. Mm -hmm. And lots of times it could open up the door to something else. Yeah, A lot of things are maybe stepping stones to something greater. But yeah, if you're not, if you're not there taking the hacks, no way to know there's no way to to move forward and learning how to have grace with yourself and not letting the failure hit your identity or strike your identity like i am a failure you'll hear that people in my life i know they'll use that i am and that is such a powerful statement with whatever you attach that to but a lot of times it's more readily and easily attached to the negative things failing forward is such a skill man and it breeds humility in us. It teaches us dependence on God. It teaches us how to source and network with others well and just get back up. Just don't quit. If you don't quit, you win. Because a lot of times people quit before that breakthrough. Because I like in Galatians, it says, don't grow weary in doing good. For if you don't grow weary, you're going to reap harvest in due time. Mm-hmm. So in due time, you are going to reap if you don't give up. But if you give up, if you quit sowing, if you quit plowing your field, climbing your mountain, 
taking those swings, then dude, you'll never know. And then those what ifs are more haunting than the I dids. And then, cause Matt was saying, like we were both saying, you, all these ex- beautiful experiences of, so it's all interconnected identity and love and grace and acceptance and experience and learning and learning how to move forward beautifully and have grace while you're in the trial and error process. Cause I read that. So HBR, Harvard Business Review, they started compiling books of a lot of their articles. And so I read one, it's HBR's on high performance. The first thing, it was just called the expert. And it was like, dude, the expert isn't born, he's built. And it comes from time and repetition and doing things you're uncomfortable with. Because a lot of times when we're doing a skill or a talent or an art, we're gonna play what we're comfortable with. And we'll keep going to the same finger notes. For me with guitar, I've been semi stuck in the same sound. I know what I need to do to get out of it. But we'll go to what's easy and what's comfortable. But what's the expert, they're gonna go to the challenging things and they're gonna stick with it until they get it. And then when they get that, they're gonna knock that down. And so that's a really cool resource, HBR. And you get just like, they give you 10 different articles of men who are men or women who have 20 years experience in the field. If HBR is gonna post it, they're credible. They're solid. They're sturdy. Yeah, man, just try it. Keep getting after it. Get, getting back up. Getting back up is a skill, man. Because you may, another Russell quote, you may have a thousand bitter experiences. Like you have, you may have, he says, you'll have many blows along the path of life. Rejoice in them. And so learning that every setback set up for comeback and just that, dude, all these things and challenges and the bitter experiences that come to you are for your benefit, dude. They're for your learning. And then you get to so much richer when you're standing on top of your mountain. When you, you'll, you'll look back and be like, dang, it was the journey to get here that I really enjoyed. I feel like it builds context, those little yeah. failures when you got to get back up, get back up. Like you said, when you have that hindsight on the higher ground, you have a little bit more perspective. I feel mm. like that's all just building the context to yes. give you more gratitude and to have a story, you yes. know, to helpfully pass on to others with a little bit of meaning in it. Yes. It's a beauty. Yeah. Make a beautiful movie. Yeah. It wouldn't be a cool movie if it was just, no, there wasn't any no. arc there. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Which So back now circling that question to you, Nick, uh-huh. what's on your heart, dude? What's on your mind? Yours will be even more interesting as it's, yeah, you weren't asked that question last week. So it is a fresh response. I'm learning to just overflow in myself. I'm, I've been in an elongated season of singleness where I've been building back. Just had some setback in 2019. Really the last three years, I've just been on a healing process and a process of growth and really transformation at a really deep level and a lot of different experiences. So in this in the season of singleness, and I have a lot of opportunity going on in my life right now in the realm of business. And it is provoking deeper questions about who am I really? Do I really have these capabilities? When you get bank loans involved in the things and real lives at stake when depending on you, not dealing with that pressure like a soldier, not letting those, sure, the thoughts of inferiority or I did this or are going to rise up, but understanding that I'm the man for the job. I'm prepared for this. I've been building for this for two years. I'm going to go in here and I'm going to train and build a team and create something beautiful out of this. But not going to lie, there is that part of me is, am I who I really say I am? Am I really capable of doing this? 
not really having too much traditional school, but being a lifelong learner. And then all the different things that, that we overcome. So it's been some deep things I've really been working through and working out. And then desiring a spouse, but learning to overflow in myself, not being having lack to where I need them or they validate me, but that I'm genuinely overflowing. And then when, when she comes at whatever time that is, whoever God has for me, then that I'm ready and I've been doing the work, I'm whole. And so those have been some things that I've really some pretty heavy stuff of just life, business, because we only get one trip at this thing and I want to do every day and make it count. And I do want to have someone in life to build with and to climb with. So I think been desiring that, but learning how to keep that, that is secondary to my purpose and learning to let that purpose flow and then getting stronger and working through inferiorities and insecurities and just deeper questions as a man. So that's what's been on my heart. Some heavier stuff, but good. That's really the best way to call your partner in is to not be fixated on it, but to be preoccupied with working on yourself, mm -hmm. building your own thing. And then I feel like you'll call in that perfect part. It's going to be that perfect puzzle piece, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's beautiful too how life you're saying this is just, you're in this phase of life that's almost forcing you to look into all these deeper things. And it's cool how life works with us in that way to mm -hmm. where it presents, puts us in these different positions that force growth in certain areas, forces reflection in certain areas mm -hmm. in a really an unavoidable way in yeah. some circumstances. Yep. Because like you said, when you start having other people involved, mm -hmm. you start having bigger responsibilities, it's not as easy to deflect. It's like you have to look into these things and yeah. you have to do a little soul searching yep. and so much growth comes from that. It does. Cause when you get squeezed, what's on the inside comes out. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes life will force you to deal with what's on the inside. Mm -hmm. And when you get that heart, man, and your conscious is good, when you got a good conscious and you can sleep at night, and you know that you and God are right, you and your out outward man is good, you've done all you could that day, you're eating right, you're going to the gym, you're listening to good music, you're reading good books, you're turning off the bad TV, right? You're trying to be a blessing to the world then you sleep good and you, Alex Hormozzi says this self-confidence is stacking undeniable proof of you are who you say you are. So you have this history with yourself and day by day, choice by choice, you're building this history with yourself. And what happens is I have battled as many other have is the double mind, two different minds trying to live inside light and darkness can't do it man it's like you can't serve two masters so you gotta serve your highest good your highest self and all over but walter russell said this and i, I just love this he says god pays as much attention to the end of to the working out of your individual destiny as he does to the entire orchestration of the cosmos down to the lowliest spore of creation so that i'm loved i'm seen i'm valued from god and then tying it back, that's how I'm going to deal with all my relations outward. And the spouse is going to come, but it, it, as men, it's nice to have someone by your side, female attention. I felt like I heard in my heart, I watched that movie Oppenheimer. 
It was a great movie. I thought it was cool. I loved the science and the physics and all that, and the moral dilemma. I saw just a bunch of guys just boot up, right? And that's cool. I celebrate them. I stopped saying, oh, I wish that was me. And I started celebrating. I'm so glad they had that. I'm so glad they got that. And I heard in my heart, felt like God said, don't come, don't worry about, don't complain about your season of hiddenness. There's a verse in the book of Psalms, love the book of Psalms says, keep me hidden under the shadow of your wing. So while I'm hidden under a shadow and I'm growing and letting these roots grow down deep, trust in that, I'll spring up in due time. <laughs> but that's like, just, that's not, that's what has been on my heart a little bit. So just life, purpose, faith, God, women, business. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful, dude. That's all things that like in our stage of life, late twenties, early mid thirties, mm -hmm. that's, those are things that this era of time really forces us all around to be just reflecting and thinking. It's a interesting kind of decade of life <laughs> it is dude but what's been on your heart matt what's been stirring inside i think circling back a little bit to the what we were talking about earlier is like the like doing the thing have the power mm. type quote I've really been getting a lot of inspiration from doing these podcasts yeah. and it's been, it's been something that I've always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to be involved in some way for like several years now. Mm. And it's always just been in the back of my mind, which I'm sure like everyone has that thing. And it's been interesting to watch and, and think Rex, you brought up like the different things that like stops people from doing that. And it's interesting how there's like other areas of my life that I'm, that I follow that as far as starting a business or doing this, doing that, other learning an instrument, do it like that I've always taken, I've just done and taken leaps. But then you have this one that for some reason is several, it's taken several years. Wow. And it's like one, one instance could be, it was like maybe the time wasn't right or it needed, which, that could be the case and sometimes maybe i needed more time to pass but other things it's just just doing it who knows if i would have just maybe done one episode three years ago mm. it could have been different and so it's interesting to want to think about how we all have these things and even if you conquer something in one area of life there could be another area where that like you still need to do that. and especially when it comes to different creative outlets and different creative projects and how we're always gonna face that resistance with anything, even if we've defeated resistance in the past, it's always gonna show up in different forms and it's always gonna be there. And I mean, it's the classic War of Art book by <laughs> Pressfield, which is mm -hmm. like this idea of resistance and how resistance is just, we have to befriend it because it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It'll be there forever. And yeah. like whatever you, whenever you wanna do anything, you're, you can almost expect that there's going to be a battle that it's not, there's not going to be any, it's not going to be a frictionless thing. There's going to be some, there's going to be a hurdle to jump. And so been reflecting on that, but what's really interesting to me though, is the outside of doing the podcast, how it's affected things and how I've had, I feel like I've had a lot more energy throughout my days 
a lot more motivation and inspiration than this is coming off of a period of just a lot of overwhelmment with a move and Mm -hmm. a move, not just like a minor move, but like a move out of town a little ways, a completely different style of living, a lot of home projects to where we've been living out of essentially boxes stacked Mm -hmm. up for several months now. And just like an endless to-do list that seems to grow Mm. greater with every day with the home. But what's interesting is I noticed that as soon as we started this podcast, it was almost like there was a, there was something lifted in a way that allowed those other parts of life to flow freer. And wow. so I'm, I'm starting to think that there's some correlation that you can draw with, with a, a lot of people in general. It's like when we're, it really is do the thing, have the power, don't do the thing, you don't have the power. And so a lot of people, including I could consider a period of my life recently, it's like I had lost a lot of that extra energy, even though as I was involved in other things and still having a business, still running that, still growing and still having these other creative outlets, there was something to this thing that wasn't being fulfilled. And I, a tangible difference once we started making, um, started making a couple episodes and getting some momentum there, it really did, it unlocked something. So it makes me think how many we're having rampant depression rates, rampant mm. anxiety rates here in the US especially, mm-hmm. like how much of that is tied to that suppression of, a, of the thing we need to do. And mm. I know, Pressfield in that book, The War on Art, he War of Art, he talks about how that resistance keeps a lot of people from doing a lot of things. But and he also he talks on how that affects people's lives outside of doing the thing. Wow. In his personal example, he said he like battled with addiction. He was living a very just an unfulfilled life for a while, and he said that he always knew he wanted to write and he always wanted to write novels, but he wasn't really doing it. He wasn't feeling inspired to do it. Mm. And he said that one night he just was so sick of life. He was, it was like the rock bottom for him that he was just like, whatever. And he just pulled out his typewriter and he said, he just started hammering away. And mm. he said, it, he said in hindsight, like everything he wrote, garbage wasn't good at all (laughs) yeah but he said he wrote for two hours straight and he said he put the typewriter away and then he said shortly after that he found himself washing a mound full of dishes wow and he noted he caught himself whistling while he was (laughs) washing it and in that moment he realized that everything's about to be different wow that it wasn't so much about doing good, it was just about doing the thing. And so this, I feel like everyone has that thing and there's probably different things in different parts of our lives, different periods of our lives. There's different things that come up that we like just need to do. And by not doing it, we suppress that flow of energy from from flowing through us. And in his example, yeah, was the writing. He goes on to, to write some like, many bestsellers and is a prolific author uh, of our time, both in the fiction and nonfiction world. And it all started with him just like, just doing it, doing the thing. 
And so I think I've been really thinking about that the past week, just because I'm feeling it firsthand and noticing the powerful effects and also thinking about, okay, how, yeah, how can this be channeled to help others feel this feeling? I love that. I can definitely say that I'm feeling a boost in energy since we started doing this as well. And I've been wondering where that was coming from. And there's a couple aspects I've been playing with. And that's definitely one of them is just doing the thing that we're called to do. And I Mm. I think that fulfills you. But another one for me, I know, is that I've always had a fear of public speaking. Mm. And over the past couple or a few years, I've really tried to embody facing my fears. And this is a big facing my fear for me is coming forward and and doing public speaking in a sense and not knowing who's going to listen to it. And there's so many dynamics that I, in, in my social life of different people I know that used to fill my head with all these different scenarios that mm. would just overwhelm me. But I've learned to go past that and just stick with my intention. And one of the main things that I've been weighing on that I know has helped is Matt and I were just drawn to these deeper conversations. And I know that every time you and I go into a deeper dialogue and find more understanding of each other and just perspective of the world that lifts me in itself. So Mm. I think there's a few dynamics there that uh, has really uplifted me during this whole process as well. I want to build off that because I think you brought up an important point. And I think that's almost like a layer deeper than maybe the surface level of the do the thing. I think the do the thing is probably at the apex of every everyone's, but then there's like the underlying reasons behind that. Mm-hmm. And as you were saying that, you made me recognize something that, so like the fear of public speaking, I think my version of that is main, like speaking, almost like speaking my truth. I think mm-hmm. that these you mentioned like a lot of our conversations are these deeper level thoughts and ideas and i think i've always had i've always liked to look at the world from that deeper place but i think society as a whole naturally likes to play play a little bit more in the more shallow not shallow superficially but Mm -hmm. just more of the small talk and so all throughout life that has been the, that's the dominant conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's been hard up until maybe the last five years of life to really connect with people on those deeper levels as you find people like both of you guys who I hold dearly that I'm able to go into those places with. Whereas before finding people that you can connect with, you kinda, you might get, looked at with blank stares, which I'm sure you guys have all have felt that where you'll talk to someone and you you will try to drop the conversation a couple levels down and just doesn't land. You just, you get looked at or it just, maybe they don't understand what you're trying to say or they've never really cared to think about that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but be able to get that out to the public and the, the people who are going to connect with it are going to connect with it yeah. and the people that aren't, and that's okay. But there are people out there that are going to connect with it. There mm-hmm. are Rexes and Nicks out there mm-hmm. and could be where a lot of this fulfillment is coming from beyond just the doing the thing. And some reward, because as you said it for a few years and then taking that leap of faith, because it takes faith to do that and then seeing the reward 
from it of the return to energy for the energy given, which is a beautiful thing. And then it's almost like God gave you the green light when you got to such a time and place in your life and have culminated enough experiences and done the work and have the history of what you've walked through. And it's boom, all right, let's get it going. Mm -hmm. And then when you're re re feeling more invigorated throughout your day and more charged and able to have a full day and then at night come here with the bros and just chop, chop it up about life, that shows that, dude, you made the right decision mm -hmm. <laughs> and that there are people because take it's not a light thing. I, I was in the motivational videos making them in 2018 and did good. I was call, calling myself Tally Talk. Recently, I stopped making those videos for, it's been almost four years now, five years, 2018, 2019 was when I was doing them, just because the ears, the other person is so valuable, bro, that I wasn't, I was speaking from a place of insecurity. Sure, it was, charismatic and it was really good stuff and it was getting doing okay on my end from my little iphone recordings and i enjoyed doing them but to realize that when words create life in somebody else's mind and to understand and to hold that 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 is a it's a responsibility when you're talking about the snake and the rope people were visualizing that created thoughts in their mind that created life and so getting to a place where you have the history and the experience stacked up and you've done the work to where it's all right now let's give let's talk let's generate this steam together go someplace in the spirit create this gift wrapped up in the box of a podcast and then let other people unwrap it and then they get to take even if they just take one line Dude, there's just been banger one lines and just this little bit of things that people could use and apply to their lives directly. Gentlemen, keep going with it. And it's fun, dude. It's just so the energy that's been given, it's like, it's childlike. It's like a childlike, let's do it. Let's make it happen and enjoy the ground. The people that want, are going to listen, that need to listen, that need to hear it, they're going to come. They're going to come and stay patient in the process of it and keep doing it, bro. Cause it's so good so good but back wrapping that all up is i still have stopped speaking and but i love you matt and i you all asked me and i just felt honored to be here and with you guys and I've, rex i've known you for a few years mm -hmm. not as deeply but looking forward to changing that in the near near future bro yes sir and so dude it's good to just sharpen each other sharpen each other dude and i feel blessed and dude it's huge it's huge, man. I'm grateful for it and I'm excited to journey with you guys, see what it becomes. And yeah. it's that's, I think a lot of times there's so much content in the world. Cash is king now, it's content is king. They just want to say, and it's like talking, but with broken tongues, man, just saying whatever comes to the mind and just almost too much. And so waiting till that perfect right time to where what you say is going to bring value to somebody else's life. And I have proven benefit, like I have history of the benefits of what this has done, dude. So I think it's good. I think it's good. I think you guys are on the path. You're on the way. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. What is that, that Bible quote? Is it two, when two or more come together in my yes. name? That's like kind of the meaning of church. Dude. In a sense, I feel like if our intentions are pure and they're, they're 
coming together to talk about divinity and have a greater understanding and a perspective of how the world works and the force that makes this world go around. Mm. I feel like that is a form of church in a way. And absolutely, I think that's one of the reasons that we are uplifted with energy doing this project and having these conversations is because it's embedded with a certain frequency. I would like to think not just this, but anyone that comes together with the intention of having great understanding of mm-hmm. that force. I yes. feel like it just naturally is embedded. Yep. That's a beautiful intention to hold going into a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like not, it's not about you at that point. It's like when you have the, this, the collective, when you have a group, come together like you're saying and the the intent is about this force that's outside of ourselves Mm. but that's also within us that is flowing through us and you have multiple people that are on the same page with that and that church that fellowshipping it is exciting to see the synergy that produces and the stuff that comes out Mm. and so like these talks are so cool because they're not like we don't have a huge list of stuff we're running through that we're trying to hit on. And, but yet the conversation dances along and hits on such like interesting things that we could have never even, we couldn't plan it, that we couldn't plan it like this. And yeah. so I think that's the power of that intelligence. That's the power of that force. Mm. And that's the, the benefit of surrendering to it. It's like, you don't have to spend hours planning something out Mm -hmm. you just have to stay open enough to give it room to wash through you and to to come out how it needs to come out and so every time yeah every time we come into these it's almost like i'm more excited to see what comes out than to go in it with the intention of what i want to say yeah It's, it's much more exciting to see yeah what comes out without intending to say or boxing it in yeah because yeah. that's yeah you do box it in if you do have too much of a plan going in and so you can draw that into life too yeah. outside that imagine that approach to life mm. you can box yourself in too much with life too or you can remain open and vulnerable and see what comes through and that's i think you touched on that as far as like earlier like how do you be useful how do you be uh, of service i forgot how you put it but you mentioned Rex keeping it broad. And so I think, yeah, you can apply that to everything you do in life. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite ways to travel or really anytime I'm taking myself into the unknown is not making an itinerary, mm-hmm. not having that set rigid schedule and just going in. And I feel like you leave so much room for the magic and the unknown mm-hmm. to work in your favor is by having that faith that, hey, I'm just going with the flow and be present and then whatever is pulling at me, I'm gonna go do that. I feel like that just leaves so much more opportunity. I agree, because when you plan, you'll create those expectations. And when those expectations aren't met, then dis- disappointment, disheartened, you'll be disheartened and uh, you'll have pain. But when you keep things organic, and I make plans here. If you're going to the airport, you're traveling to go meet family, go make your plans, but also have room for the spontaneity to work. Divine connections. I don't know if you've, people that I need to meet that I don't know before that say the exact word of what I need to hear in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Looking for divine connections due to, I've received finances from strangers that I've never met before, but just simple one minute conversation with them opened up something cool. And it was like God met us in that time. 
So when you're streaming and that consciousness is streaming through you, but you don't have this, we're going to talk about this and this is what I'm going to say. And things are just really organic and there's going to be pauses. There's going to be, it's not going to be super fluid, but it's like natural. Then you're just, you're streaming that hype. I love what you said that it's outside you, but it's inside you and then it flows through you. And it's that divine that's outside, that's also inside being made in God's image that flows through you. And I think that's one of the highest pursuits that unconscious pursuits is that we want that to be used as a vessel, to be used as an instrument in God's hands, to bring light and hope to a hurting world. I think that's just one of the highest, noblest pursuits that you can have. And I think that's what this podcast embodies. Really, I think this is the intention of what set is, dude, I want God to flow through me to bring light, hope and love to other people. And so I think that's really a great thing, guys. I think it's cool. And I've, I, I know my inner man, I felt I have been feeling great sitting over here <laughs> talking with you guys, dude. There's some magic too with having the mind off. So like in the East, they're big on this no mind. It's like, how do we like move past the mind? And so I think this is a perfect example. Like when you're talking, you don't even know what you're going to say next. <laughs> and so the mind isn't activated there. Yeah. And so how often going out through everyday life, if we could carry that and keep that, that no mind state, then we leave all the room for God and the universal mm-hmm. hand and energy to manipulate things way better than our finite mind. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like our mind, our thinking is almost, it's more ego-based. It's mm-hmm. more based on our individual separate perspective of reality in the universe. Whereas that state beyond the mind, mm-hmm. that intuitive state, is more connected to it all. So it mm. sees the whole picture. It understands how things are working together. It understands what's best for everyone and everything. And so the more that we can get out of the mind, get out of the over planning and over thinking and mm-hmm. over and just, that's what that surrender feels like. Yeah. It feels like not knowing what you're gonna say next, yeah. but letting it flow through. And that's where like trust and faith comes in. That's yeah. such a common theme. and all religions really. And it's because you can't have that surrendered state without the trust in the faith. You can't go into this podcast as just the micro example. You can't go into it without a plan, Mm -hmm. without trust and faith that what's gonna roll through is gonna roll through and it's gonna be as good as it needs to be. Just like you can't go throughout your life without having trust and faith Mm -hmm. by with not over planning things. Like you right. said, it's if you need to go to the airport, go there. <laughs> that's a different. Sure. And I think that's more of the balance that comes with it. Yeah. You still gotta wake up and there's still, you gotta participate in life. But we as a society are so tipped to the other direction yeah. of over planning and over trying to micromanage everything mm-hmm. in life and over expectations and over desires and over trying to control every little experience. Mm-hmm that we need more of that surrender. We need more of that vulnerability, more of that letting go, more of that faith, more of that trust, more of that room for divinity to work through us and use us and help us and allow us to help others. Mm -hmm. And so by consciously practicing it, I think we create more spaces in our lives for 
those special moments to happen. Yeah. I think a thing that hinders is it's that control with that plan that people get addicted to the control where there's something that it's an overcompensating for something that's inside their spirit, inside their mind to where they were out of control at one point or they didn't have, whether it be a negative upbringing and they were forced to eat this every day. So now as an adult, never. And so they want to control elements in their life. And there is, there's some wisdom to that, but also you want to see each day as the gift that it is, man, as the gift, as the only at work, man, I work with, we work with early. It's a lot of times their first job. And so we help develop the workforce, right? And on Friday night before it'll come through, I'll say, man, this is the only August 1st or August 2nd of 2023 that there will ever be, man. I'm so glad that we're here. We're sharing space. We're going to impact community. We're going to all take care of each other back here. And so like bringing that, waking up and instead of, oh, I got to do this and plan this. And it's like creates boundaries and safeguards in your life, but it also restricts that creative identity, God being a creator, us being made in his image. Therefore, we are creators. And when we're not doing that, and we're controlling, there's this balance that we have to do. And so a lot of times it's an overcompensating for something that needs to have attention directed to. So I'm going to control every detail of my day. And if things don't work exactly according as I want them to do or go, then I'm gonna get mad, frustrated, and my day's done, and I'm just gonna check out. So learning to have some give in the middle of that, because I've met so many different, everybody's so entirely different. I met so many different personality types in my life, and people are, some people are planners. But I think when you start revealing layers of the heart, and as the vastness of space, or the depth of the ocean, I'm reminded that every single person has that inside them when they close their eyes. The vastness of the galaxies, man, and the depth of deep oceanic blues, that is in every person, but they build, we build walls, we build structures and strongholds in our mind and in our hearts, that's self-protection. And so when we can learn to understand that life is happening for me and not to me, then you like let these layers go down and that things are actually good. I'm like, breathe in, breathe in. I got water and I got food and everything's just up from there. And I'm just so grateful for the breath that I have. The little things, you <laughs> yeah, know, man. just being grateful for those little things that and those little things and those little moments are what makes it all. Yeah. And, and I, I like how you said, instead of you have to go do this, I feel like it's a whole other mind frame and a whole other mindset to, to reframe your day and to reframe your responsibilities as I get to mm-hmm. this. I, I feel like reframing things like that can bring in a whole other sense of gratitude. Yes. Changing the language, changing the word, you change the emotion which is emotions are tied, intricately tied to words. So when we can learn to discipline our thoughts and our words, then new life gets breathed on the inside of our minds and our emotions. And we start feeling and thinking differently and acting better and achieving more and connecting with more people when we change the words, when we change how we do. One, an example of that is, hey, how you doing? Been busy. I stopped saying busy. 
I literally, I'll slip up every now and again, but I've been productive. Watch how that changes things. You hear how many times a day, how you doing? Good. I've been saying I'm grateful. Dude, just changing things, changing emotions, changing interactions and having fun with that, having fun with just changing the words, change the emotion, change the outcome. It's just, it's cool. It's, it's powerful. Cool. It is. I like that a lot. I'm going to start yeah, being more conscious, especially yeah. of those ones that you roll through every day and lots of times you reply unconsciously. It's especially in our society, we get asked that question so often of like, how's it going or what's up? It's a, a green, a form of greeting. So it's like how many people you meet or throughout the day you're greeted with that. How many opportunities you have to change the vibration of of that moment, but also where you're at, where they're at, you can send a ripple. You can, you'll also probably catch them off guard too by not giving a generic response, which will also make your, it'll make your word hit even harder, which is special. Yeah. Which over a course of a lifetime that can do some, that can do some good things. Absolutely. And like I work at a restaurant, been a great season of life, but when the people come in, heavy laden with life just trying to get a meal get out but matching that meeting that instead of oh like they sometimes not kind just trying to eat and trying to go back to work a lot of time hard working men so bringing instead of hardness meeting hardness going low letting love and light shine forth and actually overwhelming with gratitude could have a full dude like we have a lunch buffet could have everything out there but they want a specific pizza instead of getting salty about that i'll make that up cut that up bring it out to them on a tray and have a million things going back over here and that took 15 extra seconds to do but it lets people know that they're seen so a lot of times when people are caught up in autonomy of life and just habit of they're set in stone good how you doing good good can i changing it up with service, kindness, and our overwhelming kindness, going that extra inch, going above and beyond, doing what's more than expected of you. I think that's one of Napoleon Hill's in the Think and Grow Rich, doing what, doing more than what's expected of you. You'll see things blossom and unfold, bro. You, you will, dude, and it's cool. And then every person that comes in here, and then I'm so glad you came in today. How you doing? I'm so glad you came in. Greeting them with that simple smile, then boom, letting them go eat. And I'm doing that to every person. Now I have 30 people in this restaurant and then I'm teaching the staff how to greet them with a smile, do all this. And then it raises, like it raises that vibe, it raises the energy that's in that room and you get lost. My, my body awareness diminishes when that service starts flowing and that gratitude starts flowing. And I know you guys can relate to that, just how service and gratitude starts weaving and then saying, I'm flowing yeah. mm -hmm. or like you used to say nick you're flossing yeah <laughs> yes sir <laughs> beautiful conversation nick i'd like to thank you for coming on and bringing your love and light and just your great energy and it's great to reconnect with you and yeah. appreciate you bringing your message here yeah you're welcome thanks for having yeah. me guys we'll do this again because it was fun it was fruitful guys so thank you so much thank Seriously. you it was a great flow you're <laughs> such a sharp bright mind and it's great to have you on here my friend likewise gentlemen dude it's we went someplace <laughs> i feel full i feel full so that was good man awesome. same
Thank you guys. Thank you, Rex. Yes, sir. Thank you guys. Much love. Yeah. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs>